celebration amazing amazing group uh that song was originally composed by uh, uh brooklyn tabernacle choir i mean song made popular by brooklyn tabernacle choir uh i think what the joy celebration guys did to that song was was great there okay so lovely to start let's just go straight into business and uh uh, Tola is here with me to do justice to chapter 8 of the book of Acts. Thank you, Tola, for uh, being part of this. Yes. Uh, so let's just say a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this Amen. time. Thank you for um, another opportunity to learn at your feet. Father, Lord, we ask, Lord, you shed your light on, onto this, these words for us in the name of Jesus. And Lord, souls will be blessed, souls Amen. will be saved in the name of Jesus. You will order our steps, guide Amen. our tongues, guide what we say, what we do for time in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, Tola, Amen. thank you for coming. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, please, either on Facebook or on, on Zoom, uh, please uh, send your questions so that because uh, we're going to really rush things today. So, uh, before I get to last view, let me just share. Uh, let me share some of the. I mean the the scriptures. Uh, we finished chapter seven uh, last week of the book of Acts, and it's a very interesting chapter because um, we looked at a number of things that Stephen did. Uh, permit me to say wrongly, uh, some things he would have done better that he didn't do. Uh, so. And uh, while preparing for today's study, I just looked at, uh, it was immediately after Stevens, um, permit me to use the word, um, after Stevens' out, outbursts uh, that we could have done better, that persecution started. So yeah. there are some things that, um, yes, of course, uh, because Jesus actually told them to, to go into the world and preach the gospel and they were staying in Jerusalem. We could say, okay, that's why persecution rose up. But it was immediately after this guy said something. So, I mean, address the Pharisees, I mean, the, the leaders, the way he did. Uh, and so one just looks at it. So let's just share the word together and then I uh, can ask for Tola's input. Okay, let's let's go to, uh, let me share. Okay. Uh, okay, this is chapter seven. Okay, while well, this is taking its time, let me share. Uh, Bible works. That's still my favorite. I, I love that so much. Okay, so well, while, okay, let me read NLT. I love NLT. Saul was one of the witnesses who agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day. Really? I didn't even look at this when I was okay, I was reading, I was reading King James Version. At that time, okay, King James said at that time. So that particular day, after the killing of Stephen, because of what has been coming, or because of what has been happening, because of the way he has addressed uh, the leaders, that day, a great persecution began, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all believers, except the apostles, were scattered throughout the regions of Samaria. Let me open the floor to Tola. Tola, just uh, share with us uh, what what you want us to to gain from uh, from these couple of verses. Maybe uh, in the next couple of verses as well. Okay. So uh, thank you, sir, for having me on the platform today. Uh, just uh, ruminating on last 
last week's lesson from chapter seven about yeah. Stephen. This was actually a man full of the Holy Ghost, uh, full of passion, full of power. The man that summarized almost the summarized the old scripture, the old Old Testament to the yeah. to the elders, to everyone, and yeah. I mean, he, he was so full of passion. Mm. He was very zealous, and mm. he, he knows the scripture. He has the knowledge. And uh, he has the zeal as well. Mm. So, but uh, the zeal was not well directed, like you mm. said. It was not well delivered. The message was well. Probably, as the Holy Spirit was giving him the utterance, he was uh, delivering the message. But then there is a place of wisdom and uh, the place of delivery and this place mm. of understanding your environment, the audience, the people. And knowing the way to tailor how to tailor your message to mm. the people around you. So there's a place of throwing your message. So but it up way and uh, eventually he was stoned to death. And from his statement, he said, "Don't, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't, don't put this guilt on them. Don't forgive them for doing this. They don't know mm. what they're doing." Mm. So it shows that, well, he has a good intention as well, but then mm. his delivery was not so good. Mm. And that's what led to this uh, scattering of the believers. Though the scattering of the believers is also uh, the will of God for the apostles, according to what Jesus, the promise that Jesus gave them when he was ascending, that you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria. Yeah. So they've been in Jerusalem preaching the gospel, but this singular act of Stephen brought about the second part of the promise, which mm. is that they are supposed to go to Judea and, and Samaria. Mm. So if not for this scattering, they wouldn't have been uh, given the opportunity to go to Judea and Samaria. They would still be in their comfort zone, probably still preaching within Jerusalem. And God actually read to Judea, to Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. That's correct. So it is this scattering that is going to fulfill that promise and that prophecy. So, so Stephen, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish so your Stephen point. Played, so Stephen played a role here, though uh, we are seeing it as if, uh, yes, he, he, he did not do well, so well, in delivering the message in such a harsh manner and such mm. a very, I mean, telling the people you are stiff-necked, you are so, you, you are like your fathers, you are this, that's why this, this and that is happening to you, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was really attacking them in the message. So, but that brought about mm. the fulfillment of God's promises mm. to, the, to the believers as well, that they will have to go to the end of the, of the world. So without this, they, must, they will probably would have been in their comfort zone and not uh, they wouldn't have gone to Judea and Samaria. So just talking about this first uh, paragraph of, of, of chapter 8, what led to the... Yes, it was that day, like you said, from that NLT, it was that day that Saul now started his own... It's like he now gained... Saul now gained confidence that, yes, uh, so we can now... We can now do this. We can now Yes, we cannot do this. It mm. was that that was what gave him the confidence that yes, probably it has been doing it. He has been doing it on a low key, on a very mm. Mm. 
So can we say this? This is I'm I'm really shaking the table here. I'm really shaking the table here. Can we say even Stevie's action was predestined by God? Like Stevie must make this mistake so that <laughs> so that the believers can be persecuted and scattered. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, this was, before he started, the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Before he started, he mm. was full of the Holy Ghost to start. So probably as the Holy Ghost was giving him, giving him the utterance, he was speaking this. Just mm. like uh, Pharaoh, last, year, last week we were saying that uh, the delivery of Moses to Pharaoh mm. uh, actually was, I mean, was better because Moses has been dealt with and uh, Moses knew the protocols of the palace and knows how to go about things. And also, Moses has gone through a wilderness experience of, I mean, God has dealt with him. So we could do things better. But then, God still added in the heart of Moses several times. So everything was still in the master plan of, of God that Moses would be, Moses' heart would be added. So probably God was trying to use Stephen here to provoke the these uh, people against the apostles to just start persecuting them so that they would just scatter abroad and take the message across. Probably there could be another way uh, better than the persecution, but I believe, believe me you, this is uh, most likely the most uh, uh, direct way and the better is, is, is better for, for the apostles to be scattered in such a manner because they wouldn't have any choice than to go to Judea, go to Samaria and preach the gospel. They wouldn't have any choice because of this persecution. So I believe it was predestined by God. It was predestined by God that Stephen is going to die this way and is going to cause this persecution to start in the church because of the purpose God wants to achieve. But then, if he has chosen to deliver it in another way, I mean, a better way, God will still have achieved this purpose of uh, scattering them to Judea and to Samaria. So there's a place of predestination, there's a place of choice, mm. and there's a place of uh, wisdom. Mm. There's a place of uh, choosing to do things better. And uh, doing doing it in the in, in a more acceptable way, you understand. Mm. But then, this dispensation was a I mean it was a radical dispensation. They were on fire. So for me, there couldn't have been a better way. They were on fire, and they really I mean this was Jesus was barely crucified. Few I mean few days like few forty weeks. days uh, like say few months ago, yeah months ago. Yeah. So it was still all in their blood that, ah, how can you crucify the Lord mm. Jesus? This is the reason why. So they had to carry the message with fire, with zeal, with passion. And am I it on the air that you people are your stiff neck? This is how your father did this, mm. this, this. And this is what we are preaching, that this Jesus that you crucified is this. is not what you think. It is the Savior, is the Messiah that was promised by Isaiah. Can't you see? They were like, you guys, are you blind? Can't you see that everything? Can't you, can't you connect the dots? Can't you see that the scripture is being fulfilled in this Messiah? 
So Stephen, this Stephen was really like fire was locked up in his bones and mm. he wants to spit out the fire as mm. fast as just like he couldn't contain it. So I believe this, there couldn't have been a better way for me, for Stephen to deliver this message because if I was locked up in his bones, mm. it was locked up in his bones and he could not relent, he could not contain it than to just speak it out, than to just speak it out. Just I just uh, but, but remember look, some okay, yeah. Looking at the, the Peter experience as well. Peter, because if you looked at the from even chapter three, chapter four, chapter five, whenever there is an a major event like that, Peter, the Bible always says Peter saw the opportunity and boom. Yeah, it took the, yeah. So every opportunity, even when they won them, they were put in prison, angels released them immediately like this, they went back to the to the temple to start preaching. So yeah. they were all on fire. But of yeah. course, Peter was married. So definitely Peter was older because even biblical facts makes us understand that Peter was older than Jesus. So if Jesus had died at 33, yeah. um, Stephen is just 29. So put, maybe Peter would have been in his 40s. Just maybe. You, you get my point. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a bit matured or uh, quite older and he took things yeah. maybe more, uh, much more easily. But yeah, there is a because this this same council was the one that Peter and John were brought before when the angels released them from the prison and they went back to the temple preaching and, and they brought them to that same council that God, you asked to stop preaching and you, you guys went on preaching. The way they answered the high priests, the high priest was scared that if he does anything harsh, they will stone him. Mm, yeah, message. Mm. This same guy delivered the same message, locked up in his bones as well. It is the people that were now coming to even stone the guy. Do do you understand? Mm. Because the the whole nation of Israel at that time, even till now, are expecting Messiah. So if you say you kill, if you if you accuse the leaders of killing the Messiah, is is almost an automatic riot in Israel. So exactly that, that was, even the, uh, when they wanted to address John and Peter in uh, in the temple, the Bible kept on saying that they were scared that they would be stoned. And I'm wondering, I won't believe us. So these believers, these Israelites are some crazy guys that they can be in church like this and stone you. Like they were in church, oh, listen to this, and stone you inside the church. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's just go. So, so yeah. verse two, some devout men. Yeah. Very Stephen with great money, verse 3. But Saul was going on, was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging both men and women to throw them in prison. Now look at this. Before, it was because they went to the temple to preach. That's why they, they were being persecuted. Don't preach in the temple again. Mm. Now, mm. the action of Stephen gave a young man called Saul the bonus to even go to people's houses. You know what I mean? This is, this is like terrorism. This is like Boko Haram or, or what we experience in Nigeria, kidnappers. Coming now, we heard that some pl- parts of the country, kidnappers will, are going to people's houses to kidnap them for, for ransom. They no longer wait on the road anymore. On the road. This, this is what's happening here. This is what Paul that was doing. If we come to your house, I mean, for okay, if it's bad enough that oh, I disobeyed government and I went to temple to preach. I mean, this is my house. And in all fairness, mm-hmm. I 
Trust me, if I was around at this time, I'll be praying for the life of Saul. I will pray for God to just kill that guy. And this is this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, sorry, if the people had prayed to kill Paul, Saul at this point, for God to kill Saul, I won't blame them. How will yes. you come to my house yes. to arrest me? Because I belong to whatever I want to belong to because of a sect that you don't want to... I mean, so this guy was like some of the craziest ISIS or Boko Haram uh, or uh, Al-Shabaab guys you could find around. Al-Qaeda or something. So, okay, let's go. So, so this persecution made them scatter. Uh, but deliverers was but deliverers, but the believers who were scattered pretty good news about Jesus everywhere they went. Philip, for example. So now, and and Christians, church goers need to understand this. Um, um, Luke was a travel companion of Paul. So that was why a lot of things that were recorded in the book of Acts were going to be about Paul. The loads of other disciples that did loads of other things that were not either not recorded or their books were not canonized, I mean, included in the Bible. So now, Philip, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Luke mentioned an example of Philip. But look at what verse 4 was saying. The believers who yes, were were everybody was preaching. Everybody was winning souls. So yes, mm -hmm. I understand the uh, Pauline scholars will tell you that Paul did so much great Yeah, Paul did so much great work uh, for the gospel, but other people too did great work. They weren't they yeah, weren't yeah. just recording. Yeah, exactly, mm. they did great jobs. Yeah. They did also excellent work that were not recorded. So mm. Philip, for for mm. example, went into a city of Samaria and told the people about the Messiah. Uh, maybe I should. Um, okay, let's let's read let's read everything that happened in Samaria, and I, I want to explain why the Bible keeps saying Samaria, 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 and some of us that were so. Uh, emotional about the nation of Israel. Maybe I will bust your bubble today. Um, because it, Samaria was the capital of Israel when they split it, remember? Uh, Judah, uh, Jerusalem became the capital of Judah. Samaria became the capital of Israel. The 10 tribes yeah. went to, went with Israel. Yeah. Now, uh, let me see if there is a... Uh, what is it? There's a, is, is there an, a version that says that calls Samaria non-Jews? I think there is a version like that. Let me check if it is um, if the version is in uh, is in Bible works. There's a version that actually separate. I mean, that specifically uh, talk uh, classified them as non-Jews. That's um, uh, Samaria. But let's go. I, I don't know because of time. Let's just go. Uh, the crowd listened in verse six. The crowd listened um, intently to, to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits, many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left the victim, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there's great joy in that city. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years. Amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to great spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. They listened close to him because, uh, because for a long time he has astonished them with his magic. But now people believed Philip's message of good news 
concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized and began following Philip wherever he went. And he was amazed by the sign and great miracles Philip performed. Okay, now let's, I quickly want to look at uh, uh, why, is, why is Samaria such um, uh, a huge uh, success in, in, in quotes. Now, the people of, of Judah, yeah. when they split the nation of Israel, when the nation of Judah went uh, separate ways, the nation of Israel got, went into captivity earlier. That's in, in the captivity of the Assyrians. Now, uh, I think they spent uh, almost 70 or 80 years, or almost, or almost 100 years earlier than uh, their, before the nation of Judah was, was captured. Now, uh, the king of Assyria at that time forced them to intermarry, forced them to eat pork, everything that, they, that the Torah said they should not eat, he forced them to do it. Uh, they should not intermarry and give back. So they polluted the bloodline of the Israelites. So even for thousands of years, till the time of Jesus, they still see them as Samaritans. They still see them as corrupted brothers. They were brothers, remember, the whole nation of Israel. Mm. They were whole, they were all together. They were all brothers. But yes. till the time of Christ, there was that dichotomy. You people are Samaritans. Hence the name, the good Samaritan. Yeah. Which means Samaritans are not expected to be good. <laughs> to be good. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> the Samaritans are not expected to yeah. be good. So, uh, so that's why they said, oh, even though the Jews didn't help, but Samaritan, Samaritan helped the needy person. So, and that was why when Jesus went to uh, preach to the woman by the well, but you Jews don't have anything to do with all Samaritans, even though they were brothers. And they, yeah. were, the, they were the name, yeah. they were the ones that carried the name Israel, the other people carried Judah. Now, uh, so, and that was why uh, uh, Jonah wanted uh, Assyria to, uh, Nineveh to be destroyed, because they've done, imagine what they've done to his lineage, that even their own brothers now see them as inferior. So, that was what was happening here. And now the Samaritans came to Christ. Uh, you have anything to say about the couple of verses we've just read? Tola, over to yes. you. Are you there? We can see a difference in the response of the people to Philip. Though Philip is in Samaria, so Samaria is, they were more responsive, they were more receptive to the message of, um, of Philip. And they were eager to hear him and to see the miraculous signs that he did. So now looking at this man called Simon, it's, 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 tells us that people believe in signs and wonders. People, when they, when they see signs and wonders, they tend to believe, they tend to attach their faith to it.
miracles and we we wait until we see signs and wonders and miracles and wait to attach our faith to that. We can be easily deceived. These people, they were actually thinking Simon was from God because of the signs and wonders. So we should actually live beyond signs and wonders in, in discerning spirits, in discerning spirits, in knowing the difference between the spirit of God and the and the, the spirit of the devil. So it, it means that beyond... even the devil can perform miracles. That's what the Bible is saying here. Yes, the devil can perform miracles. He can. Angel, they say the, the, the devil, uh, the, 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 the angel of darkness sometimes change their sin. Very, very true. Be, be careful not to. Yeah, for not to run after thunders alone, but mm. really after the main thing, which is which is the word of God, the true word of God, which is Christ, which is the faith in God, faith in the resurrection, the death the death and the resurrection of Christ and the life he has given. Uh, so that's the main thing. So the signs and wonder is just to accompany it and to to confirm the word to make, I mean, so people naturally, they attach their faith to signs and wonders. They attach their faith to believe more when we see signs, when we but when there is no if small to you that you are healed, you to trivialize, eh, well, eh, until there is a something, there is something that I have performed, and we tend to believe that, yes, I'm healed. I'm healed. You are healed. We should that word, believe. So that's just the point I want to uh, bring out from this, oh, Simon. Okay. Uh, because story. time is going, uh, uh, I'll just, let's just summarize. Let's just pick a few points. We may not be able to read everything. Now, this guy, Simon, believed a couple of verses ago and was following Philip. Now, this is a very great lesson for pastors. I mean, if you see someone like that, I was a magician. He was, mm. uh, was a cultist. Now I believe he's following you. You think, I mean, you've just won the convert. But look at his heart. Yeah. When, they, when the apostles came back and, uh, and they yeah. ministered the Holy Spirit to people, what did yeah. he say? Verse 18, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given to the apostles, lay hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. So all along that he's been following these guys, he's always... It was business that was in his head. Uh, pastor, pastor, we think he has found a new convert. He has found a new soul for Christ. I mean, I has joined workers in training, but his heart was just yeah. for business. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Mm. Of course, mm. we, we reply of people like that, that in church. Your money, your money perish with you. But let me just because of time, 
Uh, let us go to verse 26 because uh, how many? Okay, 40 verses. Uh, verse 26. I, I just want to bring out something from the Ethiopian, you know. And uh, as for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down uh, the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia. That is what that is what uh, that is what what got to me when I was reading this. This guy was not. This guy was like minister of finance for Ethiopia. Mm. I mean, this is not a small boy. Mm. You get my point. A treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Khan Dake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Yeah, queen of Ethiopia. And now, uh, and now he was returning, sitting in his carriage, reading the book of Prophet Isaiah. I, I just. See, the, the people that the apostles were rolling with were not just beggars on the streets. These were these were great guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, time will not permit me to actually mm. look at uh, why Ethiopians actually believe in in, in Yahweh. It started with the Queen of Sheba. Um, Queen of Sheba went to visit uh, King Solomon, um, mm. and of course she learned about uh, his wisdom. I started from there, and actually, um, story has it that extra biblical fact actually has it that Queen of Sheba was actually pregnant for King Solomon and came back to Ethiopia with a with a, with the pregnancy. So uh, Ethiopians believe that their kings or their rulers, their emperors, are direct descendants of King David. And uh, there was a particular king in Ethiopia that saw that when the Israelites were in captivity and things like that actually went back to, to uh, Jerusalem to retrieve the Ark of Covenant of God. So some, some scholars believe that the real original Ark of Covenant uh, is actually somewhere in Ethiopia. So Ethiopia is a very, very, very significant uh, part here. Uh, and, for, and I do tell people for, for this to happen right at the early church. It shows that there was a church that was planted in Africa as well. So Christianity has been in Africa Long before the colonial masters came, you are mm, young. Mm, mm, mm. mm. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit uh, said, to, "Okay, you want okay. to say something?" Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. No, no. Okay, so That's... the Holy Spirit said to Philip, "Go and walk along beside the carriage." And Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the book of Isaiah. Do you understand what you are reading? The man replied, how can I understand unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come into the carriage and sit with him. Now, this is what we're going to get to, to Paul. This is what Paul was always against. This, a number of people were Judasias. A number of people were, um, they were practicing the, the Jewish culture, but the day you believe like this, they want you to know everything. Unlike a Jewish child that from, from birth, the first book a Jewish child reads is the book of Leviticus. They understand all those things. But these guys are coming from other cultures. I want them to just grab Oakland and Sinka, everything or your 3,000 years of history. So those, those, these are some of the things Paul was against then when he was, again, I mean, like, when it seemed like he was having an encounter, a confrontation with, uh, with Peter, and, and the likes. So, like, allow these guys, let them let them grow into this. Yeah. And, uh, of course, because Philip was a, and anyway, the probably, I mean, the part of the 
of Isaiah was reading was talking about crucifixion, actually. So Philip had to tell him, oh, this part, this person you are reading about has been has come with Jesus, has been crucified, and things like that, and he was baptized. And like I said at the beginning of the of the lessons, uh, the few uh, uh, couple of chapters at the beginning, that the, the people here are Judasias. They, they, they practice Judaism. They're already expecting the coming of the Messiah. So all they needed to be told was, oh, yeah. this Messiah you've been reading about has come. So it was easy for them to, okay. Has come. Yeah. But those of us who are, who are, who are preaching to people who don't, who don't know who the Messiah is, who don't know who Jesus is, we may need to take our messages <laughs> a little bit slower. I mean, just gonna be someone from the first principle. Yeah, just gonna be someone. Jesus loves you. Who is Jesus? Why should I care about him? What is? I want. Did I beg for his love? Did you get my point? <laughs> so those are things as we can put away. I mean, put uh, in, in in place uh, during evangelism. Let's have your last thought because uh, time is really really gone, so that we can wrap up in the next uh, three or five minutes. Okay, so just uh, to to mention again, yeah, uh, it's it's like the song we listen to, order my steps according to your word. I mean, the angel of the Lord ordered the step of Philip uh, to go down to to Gaza just because of this uh, treasurer of Ethiopia, just for him to explain the scripture to him. So we might just we might just have that leading of the Holy Spirit to touch one. You, you, don't, you wouldn't know what this means to this mass, this scripture, and uh, it's been reading. He has been reading, and the book has been closed, really, in the, the scripture. But God used Philip to go down and uh, explain this through this, maybe a lot of people would be saved. Through this man, this utopia, a lot of people would have been saved. So God can just direct them to go to some places, to talk to someone, to say a word. He, he, there's someone praying for, probably this Enoch has been praying for an interpretation, has been, and uh, for someone to just explain to him. So he said, how can I know unless someone explain to me unless someone instructs me mm -hmm. so it's good to actually to to actually listen to the uh, to the voice of of the holy spirit to be led by the holy spirit actually good because god has just like i told uh, was it uh, Saul now he said i have many people in this place i have many disciples in this place i have many so god has many people Around who wants to multiply itself. That's that's actually the aim of the act of the apostle. That the coming of Jesus, the coming of the Holy Spirit. He wants to multiply himself. He wants people to just scatter all over and be. Let's be God in our. Bring the kingdom of God, the fellowship. Let's bring it home. Let's bring God close to the doorstep of everyone. Let's reveal Christ to everyone through our words, through our talks, through our actions, through our deeds, through whatever means. So it's good to actually to be led by the Holy Spirit because God's 
uses that means to bring about his purpose, bring about his will, and uh, to achieve his aim. Uh, okay. And and and. Purpose. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just we really need to go now. Let me just read the last three chapters, uh, two or three chapters, verse thirty-eight. Okay. So uh, the, he believed, and then I uh, was baptized, verse thirty-eight. Uh, they went to the water, came out of the water, 39. Um, so I'm reading the, uh, the the passion translation, lovely translation. Jerry introduced it to me last week. So uh, verse 39 and 40 there now. When they came out of the water, Philip was suddenly snatched up by the spirit of the Lord instantly, carried away into uh, the city of Ashdod, where he reappeared, preaching the gospel in that city. The man never saw Philip again. He returned to Ethiopia full of great joy. Philip, however, traveled on to all the towns in that region, bringing them good news until they arrived at Caesarea. Now, this is teleportation. Teleportation, which some of us will believe is demonic, uh, actually happened by the Holy Spirit here. So the lots of things that the Holy Spirit can do through us and for us uh, at this point. Hmm. Okay. The time is hmm. really good. The same thing, same thing with... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, time is gone. Time is gone. This, this is five minutes tonight. We really, really need to go. We won't be able to take questions, but I'll upload this uh, on the on the wow. uh, on the podcast so that people can can have access to it. Uh, let's just say a quick word of prayer. Thank you, Tola. So, Tola, can you please wrap up for us with a quick word of prayer? Our Lord and our God, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word that you have spoken unto us. Thank you for opening our eyes to be sight for real God that as we go from here your presence go with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray God that the words that we've heard today they will do wonders in, in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that you open our eyes more and more to understand your word to be able to teach others and to preach or to take it to the uttermost part of the world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Bless your holy name. Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. Okay, bye.